Tuning Into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert, a seasoned broadcaster, and Mata, internationally acclaimed master healer, teacher, and multi-award winning author, explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggles with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, self-loathing, and fear of death. They discuss the meaning of awakening and what we need to do to transform our shadow and find the light of our true being. Through her compassionate guidance, Mata answers questions regarding your personal challenges with specific suggestions on how you too can heal into consciousness. And now, here are your hosts, Albert and Mata. Welcome to Healing Into Consciousness Radio. My name is Albert. And I'm Mata. And today, Mata, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, uh, and I'm sure it's yours too, and that Absolutely. is meditation. Mm-hmm. And I, I had some thoughts before we really get into uh, today's subject matter. I reflect back about, oh, years and years ago. This is from a publication that was like 30 years ago, and there was a guy by the name of uh, Roberto Asagioli. He was an Italian psychologist, uh, a big name back in the After late 20th you. century. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said in an introduction that though man has acquired an impressive degree of power over nature, his knowledge of and control over his inner being is very, very limited. And this really kind of struck a truth in me, like it resonated as truth to me. He went on to say that um, though man is capable of descending to the bottom of the ocean and projecting to the moon, he is largely ignorant of what is going on in the depths of his unconsciousness and is unable to reach up to the luminous superconscious levels and to become aware of his true self. Of course, Roberto Sagioli's remedy to all of this was strengthening the will. But I think uh, a better tool for the modern man and this dilemma that we face Uh, I mean, you have to ask yourself, do you believe that we as modern people are sorely lacking some very important inner qualities and powers? Do you see that 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 we are really ignorant of what's going on inside of ourselves? And then you ask yourself, what is the solution? How, How do we bridge this gap? Because if we don't know ourselves, we are, you know, especially with the fact that we have such a false control, you might say, of, of nature, you know, with nuclear power and nuclear bombs and toxic pollution everywhere. The call to go inside is, is very important, uh, like no other time in the history of mankind. So the question then is, like, what do we do? Well, uh, I think <laughs> you're, you're basically, in a way, pointing to the inner so what do we do we cannot do anything through the mind because the mind has created all the problems it does create the problems and the mind is what takes us away from the peace right um and meditation is something that comes from the east it's a very eastern wisdom and obviously when you talked about uh, asagioli and who i believe was the student of Jung and took uh, his concepts a little further they did come in terms of the, the Western mind. Jung came closest to the unconscious. I think he even took it further than Freud. Um, 
who was talking about the unconscious, but in a way Jung came close closer to that inner. However, again, the the part that was really missing is the the experience of the inner in in the way that the Eastern wisdom knows it. And if you look at the East and meditation, which arose out of India, if you look at India as a country, it's almost like people don't even think or think about India, talk about India. It's not on the map as though, because India is probably the... There is there's more peace in India than anywhere in the world. Yes, granted, there's an internal struggle, but it's only a religious struggle that is happening. Whatever fights are happening is is the, uh, based on religion and based on that difference between ideologies. And if you look at the the masses, there's that that sense of peace and sense of calmness. And I've I've lived in India for for four years, and I've seen people who who are the poorest people in in on the planet that I've seen that they live under bridges, and you you look at their faces, and they're so peaceful. So, what is the West missing with all the technology? We have the science, we have perfected the science to a point of then the science working against us in a way because we haven't really explored, we haven't really become the scientists of the inner and this is what meditation helps us do. It helps okay. us become. So the question then is specifically what is meditation? A lot of people think it's, uh, you know, sitting in a, a lotus position of some kind and, you know, they, they, um, they call it navel gazing, which is kind of a, a derogatory term. But but how do you define, if you will? Well, uh, meditation is a tool to, to know yourself, to find yourself. And uh, people might say, well, I know myself. I'm a doctor. I'm an, an engineer. I'm a musician. But that's, that's what, what you're saying is that's what you do. But who is the person who is doing these things? Right. So meditation helps you to actually find your uniqueness, find your truth, Find the part in you that is always present in every given moment, every given second, whether you are in this body or whether you leave your body. There's that awareness that I am. So so the knowingness that I cannot die. And that is how you know who you truly are. Knowing that you are eternally here and you are not separate from all that is. So meditation is a tool that can help to bring you to recognize or find that truth within yourself. And obviously anything that we want to find, we need to focus our attention to first of all. Right, so this is a a kind of a way of cutting through the illusion that we're living under, yes? That's right. It's it's a way to to recognize that you are separate from the mind, which is simply a, a mechanism. It's a tool. It's it's uh, you use the mind to to do things that you need to do. So so it's a utilitarian tool. But outside that, when you go to sleep, in a way, you are within your being. It's your being that is sleeping. So. 
even though the mind can continue working, you're not even aware that there is a mind that is working. When you wake up, suddenly the mind comes in and because we're so used to being and living in the mind, we don't even recognize that there's something else outside the mind that is called a presence that is continually there. And actually what is feeding the mind is your energy. Right. But does, does all of this pursuit, this pursuit of truth, what I really want to ask you is, does meditation have to be so serious? Absolutely not. I think that's probably one of the problems why people don't get excited about meditation because they think that it's, it's something very serious and because also we're so used to living in the mind that having a, a space of no thinking becomes very difficult. And that's why if we teach our children meditation early on, then the children would ask know the path. And if you don't know the path and you're, you're, you're continually living in your mind and you're becoming more and more stressed, even though you look for the peace and somebody tells you, well, this is the tool for you to find the peace, you have a really hard time to sit and, and find that peaceful place because the mind continually takes you out because you've lived with your mind for so many years, it becomes almost difficult to, to stop it and to come to a place of stillness. And that's why we're going to talk about active meditations today because active meditations help to bring you to that experience of inner peace a lot faster. Okay, I, I, maybe we can answer this quickly before we actually get into uh, the full uh, information on active meditations. But the active meditations are as opposed to what passive meditations, which is something as a, that we're as opposed all... to. Yes, that's right. As opposed to just passive sitting, because we have an image of meditation: somebody sitting in the lotus position, you know, and and just with closed eyes. That's our image of meditation, but. That's not really what meditation is all about. We need to really understand, first of all, we need to define meditation. Once we've defined it, then perhaps we could talk about different techniques right. that... I, I, I think that's a strong misconception that a lot of people have about meditation and the fact that it's, it's something that where, where you zone out. You know, you're, you're kind of in a, in, a, in a blissful kind of state of disconnection, but you're actually really inside yourself picking up on all sorts of thoughts and nuances and, and subtleties of breath. It is really a fascinating uh, and, and truly active pursuit. It, it is fascinating because you, you get to start to discover yourself. And to, to know yourself is the greatest joy that arises from, <clears throat> from within yourself. So we're going to talk about this precise scientific way to approach ourselves. Uh, specifically, these are designed for the modern man. And I'm sure that 2,500 years ago, I mean, it's self-evident. It was a different world than it is now with cell phones and electronics and everybody uh, competing for your attention. Buy this, try that. It, we really need an, an anecdote or some kind of a method which addresses modern man's concerns. And that's exactly what we're going to discuss as we continue this really interesting and uh, enlightening conversation on Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. We'll be right back right after this. <laughs> Thank you. 
If you like reading personal development books and would appreciate receiving additional guidance from the author, this unique gift is for you. When you purchase the book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, and the No Yes Active Meditation CD, you can register for a free teleclass with Eliza Modadalian, which will give you an opportunity to ask your questions and receive personal guidance on how to find your inner joy and live your life more fully. Visit HealingIntoConsciousness.com for details. The In Search of the Miraculous three-day workshop at the Omega Institute from July 29th to the 31st can change your life. Learn how to identify and erase your unconscious programs. Experience the quick and profound results of the revolutionary self-healing Dalian method. And fast-forward your healing journey into consciousness with direct individual guidance from Mata. To register for this life-changing workshop with Eliza Mata Dalian at the Omega Institute, visit the calendar of events at DalianMethod.com. Radio with uh, some Lebo M available on iTunes as we are. You can download us for free. And just to note, we are also on Facebook, Healing Into Consciousness Radio, where you can uh, like us a lot. And we are in discussion with modern day mystic, of course, Mana, and talking about active meditations as opposed to passive meditations. One of the things that I really love that you said, Mana, uh, was you described regular exercise as essential for our physical health. But uh, we often don't realize that meditation is essential for our mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And I, I think that that is such a bonus. I remember when I was first introduced to meditation, uh, there was a Zen monk uh, living here in Vancouver, BC. And I had a really tough time just sitting. I couldn't sit in a full lotus, so I, I'd, I'd take a half lotus. My, my limbs would get kind of stiff, and my mind would be racing. And I found it very, very difficult. And if I would have known of something called active meditations, it would have made my <laughs> meditation practice a lot easier. Because today, after doing at least you know, pretty religious about doing my active meditations for the last six years or so. It's very easy for me to sit down and watch my breath and watch my thoughts uh, as it used to be. And I, I owe this all to active meditations. And I was just wondering if you could perhaps give us a little history uh, about active meditations and where they come from. 
the the ancient most form of active meditation is dance. And dance has been used by aboriginals probably around the globe. And what happens in a dance, it's there's a state where your ego drops and your energy is moving and there's a there is actually this peacefulness and joy that starts arising within you and this is this is a form a technique that can actually very easily bring you to meditation now first of all we need to understand what is meditation meditation is a practice of mindfulness in other words not not mindfulness in a sense that you're thinking but a mindfulness in a sense of uh, witnessing and watching so in other words watchfulness it's a practice of watchfulness and in that practice of watchfulness, then you're able to then see what is your mind, what is coming from your ego, what, what are the parts of the emotional responses or attachments that you're identified with. And being mindful about it means simply being mindful about the movie and then stepping out and simply watching it. So in the activity, uh, the activity allows you to relax the tensions in your body. So active meditations in the 21st century, the father of the active meditations is the, a mystic by the name of Osho. And we've talked about Osho many times. So the greatest can, mystic of the last century, you know, from, from my concern, well, uh, he's, uh, he's up there. The greatest, yes. And uh, in a way, the way I, I see him, um, uh, he's like the Buddha of this century. And when we say the Buddha, the Buddha uh, in, in his time, uh, one of the greatest things that Buddha brought in to the people, to the seekers, is the Vipassana meditation. Right. And coupled that's with. The breath, right? That's right. Coupled with his tremendous ability for compassion. And the same thing happened here in this century with Osho, where he brought in many new techniques called active meditations. And he devised those techniques so that they could be suitable for the modern style, modern lifestyle, for the modern man and woman. And he brought them with absolute compassion. So the compassion that comes through someone who devises a method and it comes from that place of compassion, it means that it comes also from a space of deep understanding of our human nature, our needs, and what can truly help us to, to in a way, heal our diseases and come to that place of absolute freedom and liberation. And there are many active meditations, as I mentioned, um, some of the names, I can just uh, name them, the, the one of the very powerful one is the Osho dynamic meditation, which is done early in the morning. And as you know, I use I use that in my intensives and it has five phases. So I wouldn't go in, uh, describing the phases that much because all the meditations are also described on my website under the section active meditation. So uh, right. whoever's interested, they can look to see what steps each meditation has. But the, the main thing is they, they use active activity, physical activity, such as dancing, such as breathing, such uh, active, quick uh, breathing, sort of fast, chaotic breathing. There, there's jumping, there's expression, there's catharsis. 
Um, so you have all sorts of opportunities to release the stresses out of your body first before you have that time of meditation in a sense of silent part where you can actually already feel that all the stresses have been released. Now I could sit and without struggling, I could really watch my breath because ultimately that key that runs through all activity is also witnessing. So meditation in a sense is watching what is, watching your mind, watching your emotions, watching your body so that you can suddenly come to a place in the center where you can recognize that I'm simply a witness of everything around me. In other words, nothing that happens outside of me can affect me. Yeah, very, very good. I, I was just thinking back, maybe it's a good idea for you to, um, I, I love what you just said kind of triggered a memory where you had your, one of your first experiences with active meditations, and it was doing the kundalini where you described why you were doing this kundalini active meditation by Osho you had sort of an out of body experience where you realized uh, that you were not your body it was like d describe for the listener just exactly what went on that, that's that was right. so, so interesting so that's that's a good point in a way what i'd like to say is that meditation technique actually is not meditation so we use techniques and then meditation can happen. And the happening of meditation, it, it does not happen with, with willing it or wanting it or the mind cannot create it. It happens through experience. And my experience was in the phase where in the Kundalini meditation, the first phase is just shaking the body, getting the energy moving through your body so that right. uh, so we get we allow those the tensions to to be shaken out like i said and in that process the energy starts moving up it's like shaking a, a champagne bottle and all the bubbles start coming up and this is how it is with our energy so we want our energy to move up through our chakras into the uh, third eye and the head that's you know or the crown that's how uh, we have that experience where we jump out of the body, as you said, but in a sense, we're also within it watching what's happening. So in, in the second phase, which is dancing, what I experienced was that my body was moving, my arms were moving, my legs were moving, uh, everything was moving. But at the same time, within that movement, nothing was moving. In Freaky. other words... <laughs> well, well, that's good. It, that's it's good. Actually, what we call this is exactly how when we start labeling these things, we actually do a, a great misservice not only not only to ourselves, but we do a misservice to the peace on the planet, and we do a misservice to the generations to come. And I think this is one of the greatest Western illnesses to describe something that do, they do not understand as freaky or weird or you know when you we use those kind of words we basically condemn something that is the gift from the universe right. and the gift is where you recognize suddenly that i'm not my body i'm not emotions because i i could see the mind i can see in a sense the body is moving but it's all empty so you become nothing, an nothing athlete. really is moving all there is within all that movement is simply a witnessing awareness that right. watches all that and knows that, aha, now I understand. I am a being. 
I'm right. a presence. And in that amnes, in my amnes, I, I see that all these things that I'm temporarily using, such as my body, such as my mind, my ability to speak, it's all temporary. Ultimately, what matters is that inner inner place of and and I have to say that out of that inner stillness arises the true joy and when I say true joy it's it's joy with mindfulness it's a mindful joy it's not like the kind of mindless joy that people have when you know they have a couple of beers and you know they go to a hockey game Mm-hmm. That to me is a mindless joy because you don't you you have a little experience of joy when somebody scores a goal, but you really have no awareness of yourself, mm-hmm. and right. that's so, why I call it mindless because there's no there's no self awareness within meditation. You have that experience of joy, which is not just a, a glimpse of a second that you know it comes and goes, but you realize this joy is eternal. And it's so large, it's as big as the universe. So therefore, you know that you have found a treasure that nobody can take away from you. Right. And uh, I'm getting the sense that by practicing these active meditations, one can really experience profound spiritual truths. And there's no other way to do it. It's not an intellectual thing. It's, It's a true experience. We're coming up to a break here. So I just want to ask you, the listener, if you repress the negative emotions as well as the positive emotions that you feel, do you hold back on saying no and hold back on saying yes? Do you repress your true feelings? Mana has got something for you when we come back and we continue with Healing into Consciousness Radio. My name is Albert and I'm with Mana. Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. We're talking about a mystic's point of view on meditation, in particular active meditations. And uh, Mata, you were talking a little bit about the history of of, uh, Osho and active meditations. And what I really liked about Osho and and what he gave to, um, uh, to humanity was the fact that unlike some other spiritual teachers in the past who kind of took together a whole bunch of ancient methods and as if they were coming from the head and put it all together and designed a program, here was a guy, like you mentioned, who was very compassionate and was self-aware himself like you are. And therefore, it's not something that, that is coming from the head. There, there, there's a, a magical, mystical force that, that runs through... Uh, that ran through him, that probably runs through you. And I, I wanted, 
maybe some information about, I, I mentioned yes and no, the, 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 the act of meditation that we want to talk about in this segment. And, and perhaps the inspiration about why and how you created this last or latest act of meditation and uh, how it came about. Can you speak about that? Absolutely. And the force does not probably run through me. It does run through me because when you step out of the way, you know it's not you anymore. It's something greater than you and you don't claim it as mine. I think so, a lot of people are, you know, confused about what it, what it, what it means to be self-realized. What is the achievement of enlightenment? Um, perhaps maybe that's another show, but I, I have the profoundest respect for anybody who has achieved what some people call the pearl of great price. You are one of those people. And, and I, I do not yeah. want to take you for granted in any way because you've mastered whatever it is you need to master. Maybe you can ask or, or tell the listeners, what is it to be a self-realized person? Well, like you said, it's probably a topic of a, a completely uh, one-hour show. But just uh, quickly, to, to self-realization simply means that you recognize that you're not your ego and right. you're no longer identified with it. And you recognize that everything is temporary and you've recognized the part within you that is eternal. And uh, therefore, you're not, you, you live life moment to moment without being attached to anything that is past in passing uh, or has passed and you're not attached to the outcomes in the future. So from so, that state, you, you created uh, this uh, latest act of meditation. The, the No Yes Act of Meditation, actually, um, the inspiration came from one of uh, Osho's guidance. It, it came from an Osho's guidance when, he, uh, when people would ask him questions about their condition. He would give each person uh, individual um, tools and suggestions that they can work with. And when I was reading one of his books called The Darshan Diary, when he would actually have those one-on-one -on -one meetings with uh, seekers, um, he made a suggestion to this woman who had a lot of negativity within herself uh, to actually say no and then to say yes after a certain period of time. And... I started experimenting with that in my groups and I realized that I needed to, uh, to create a, a slight modification and add a period of silence between the two polarities because it's uh, one part of our mind always says no, the other part says yes. Some people who have a greater part that is more a yes-sayer, these people are more, we, we think of them as positive and people who are always see things in a negative light, they tend to look at everything with a no attitude. So these are, we call them pessimists. So in order to create a balance, we need to, we, we, we do go through that period of the gap, just like the inhalation and exhalation between the inhalation and exhalation, there's a gap. So what I did is um, I created the meditation, the Noyes meditation with a, a, a half an hour where you say no. And I worked closely with um, a musician. So we created the music that would help to evoke those uh, emotions and those thoughts that are repressed in the body so they could come out and be cleared. 
And after half an hour of saying no, you have a period of silence while you, you sit quietly to integrate that and have some understanding of what, what was coming up to surface. And naturally, when you move to the third phase, then naturally this sense of yes, the, the authentic yes, the acceptance, uh, acceptance of yourself and acceptance of life, it, it all starts coming up very authentically and organically. And you, for the first time, it's almost like you truly feel what it means to say yes to life and to existence. So this is a, this has been a very, very powerful meditation and everybody who's been doing it, I have a lot of positive feedback from people who've uh, who've um, started med- doing using this meditation and it could very quickly release a lot of negative emotions and give you that little opportunity the gap that where you can actually feel your breath feel that stillness within yourself very quickly and and then move into balancing your energies into a more positive and love-affirming, self-accepting way. Right. I think it was Osho who said the first step in meditation will be to purify the body, uh, and the first step uh, in purifying the body will be to put an end to all the disorders in the body. And the yes-no meditation as a powerful tool for personal transformation really does peel away the many layers of, what, anger, pain, and sadness that cloud our uh, consciousness and and prevent us from really being in that state of stillness, correct? That's right. You can basically clear a lot of the suppressions and repressions that you've experienced every time you wanted to say no to something, but it wasn't it wasn't proper to say no, so your conditioning wouldn't allow you to say no. So how many times have we done that? How many times have we said that's said right. No, we meant yes or yes when we meant no. That's right. So therefore, we become very ill within ourselves. We come further away from our inner truth. And by releasing those repressions in the privacy of your home, and you can take a pillow, even, you know, scream into the pillow if you need to, will allow you to. And because it's structured, it's not just a mindless screaming into the pillow or mindless saying yes. There is the, the structure of meditation technique itself it gives you that, uh, almost keeps you within that guideline. And, and like you said, because it comes from a place of deep understanding and awareness, right. so even practicing with the CD, you, you, you have that backing of the energy that through which it came right. and manifested. And if people are interested in getting a copy, uh, they can go to your website at healingintoconsciousness.com. And I should quickly mention that if you do purchase either the CD, the Yes, No CD, or Mata's book, In Search of the Miraculous Healing into Consciousness, you're in line to get a free online class. So just go to healingintoconsciousness.com for further details. We have some questions that perhaps you can answer, Mata, when we come back from the break. So this is Healing into Consciousness Radio, and we shall return in just a moment. If I could be you, you could be me for just one hour. Get inside 
Healing into Consciousness Radio. Little Joe South walking a mile in my shoes. And wow, what a conversation we are having today, Mata, with meditation. And uh, we sort of touched upon the fact, because I really wanted to, to create the emphasis as to where somebody like you is coming from, where somebody like Osho is coming from, and the fact that these dudes, including yourself as a dudess, are self-realized people. And there is something very, very special about self-realized people. Uh, I think in the East, it's a lot more respected and, and a lot more culturally ingrained as to uh, what kind of a status an enlightened person has, as opposed to um, here in the West, where the influence is basically on the ego, sort of a cowboy mentality. But I, I do have some questions here. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of questions that have come in in the course of the hour on this uh, subject of uh, a mystic's point of view of meditation. Here's a question perhaps that uh, you could uh, clarify. And um, Lisa from Arkansas here is asking, what is the inner witness? Is it the same as consciousness and as awareness? And, and how can the inner witness be strengthened? Yeah, that's a very good question. So the inner witness, uh, basically the awareness lets you become aware of things say that are not going right or the awareness makes you become aware that you have pain in your body or something does not feel right um, so you're, you're, you become aware of those things that's the first step and then even though you're aware though you're still identified with those things. You think it's my pain, you think there's a problem, you think I need to fix something. So the awareness brings you closer to yourself in a sense. But the witness, when you come to the place of witnessing, you witness the pain with an understanding, with the consciousness that knows I'm not this pain. So that's the difference between awareness and witnessing. So the witness does not have any, does not say whether something is good or is bad. The witness simply which watches and witnesses, it, it observes. There is no judgment about anything. So meditation basically will help you to strengthen the inner witness. And with strengthening of the inner witness, there'll be more gaps and more distance between the ego identification and that ability or, or the, the consciousness that witnesses and your being is within that consciousness or the consciousness is within your being. So if you can look at your being, which is an emptiness, it's an empty space. So when you're standing in the empty space, you are normally the way we live our lives. We are identified with the walls, with the furniture, and we think that's the reality and we completely ignore seeing that empty space or being aware of the empty space. Because if you take all the walls down, the space that was enclosed by the walls does not change. It's still the same space. So the witness will help you to be in that space. In that space is your consciousness. In that space is your being. And that space is eternally there. No matter what kind of walls come and go, the space will not change. So that's the difference basically with being able to come to that place of inner center and watch from that place the, the, the kind of walls that come and go, the kind of furniture that comes and goes. Right. 
A uh, question from Barb in Seattle, Washington asks, is it important to set an intent at the start of a meditation? Uh, when you set a certain intent, it means that your mind is expecting to have an outcome. So the only intent that would be appropriate to set before meditation is an intent to ask, to almost like ask yourself that I would I would like to be able to strengthen my witness. So if you can set that kind of an intent, then then there is a possibility of actually deepening your awareness of that witness. But if you set any kind of a other kind of an intent that you want to materialize something in the world, then that's not meditation. You can do that through visualization and that's the difference between visualization and meditation. Because in a way we are creators and we do have creativity within ourselves. We have ideas within ourselves that we want to create in the world. And in order to materialize those ideas, we can use visualization we can, so that we can actually see in our mind's eye how something would look. And visualization is a helpful tool in that sense. But still, it is not meditation. Meditation is simply coming to that place of being, being at home with silence, being at home with your inner stillness. And when you start acting from that place, you're not the one who's acting any longer. Once you sit with that stillness and silence within yourself, then you feel something else greater than you or your ideas or your mind will start acting through you. And that's where it becomes a blessing, not just for yourself. And it also becomes a blessing to the world, whatever your action will bring, will come out of that silence. Right. Right. So we've been talking about active meditations this hour. What I've always loved about active meditations and and your work, Mata, is that you don't judge uh, or you teach people not to judge or criticize themselves and how they feel. And you honor the truth. You you make uh, I would I can't say you force people, but you really advocate that that people should honor the truth of their emotions and. This is so important to express all the stuff out. It's just like rush hour traffic. And by doing active meditations, it becomes three o'clock in the morning and there's just a, a few cars on the road. And on that level, this is my understanding, my personal understanding, this is where we can see our thoughts a lot easier. Um, it's, it's like all of a sudden you had a fastball uh, like a, in baseball and all of a sudden it becomes a beach ball in, in terms of a metaphor for thoughts. This is the beauty of active meditations. I think, have we run out of time? I think, I think we have. Yeah, it's, it yeah. was interesting how quickly this hour went by. Yeah, so we have to say goodbye for another week. And uh, next week, we'll be talking about the big subject of uh, enlightenment and uh, self-realization. So I hope you can join us uh, once again next week. It's 12 o'clock Pacific time, 2 o'clock Central, and 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Yeah, and for sorry, any questions, uh, for any questions, people can go to uh, Healing Into Consciousness Radio on our Facebook page, and you can leave your questions there. We'll be ha happy to answer them on the next uh, show. Yeah, especially if you have any questions in regards to or you could call us. Mm -hmm. That's right. For next week's show. Okay, thank you, Mata. Have a good week. Bye for now. Bye.
Have a good You've week. been listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific time to continue to explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. For more information about the Dalian Method or to get your copy of Mata's award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, or the No Yes Active Meditation CD, visit www.dalianmethod.com. That's www.dalianmethod.com.